You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the hope for this community. It's the hope for our city, our province, our nation, this continent. He's the hope of the world. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Church is the reservoir of God's power. Church is an oasis of life. It's a beacon of hope, light. The instrument that God uses here on earth. He said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. God himself is involved in building his church. Turn with me in your Bible to the book of Ezekiel 34 verse 26. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in this season. There shall be showers of blessing. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. And I will cause showers to come down in this season. There shall be showers of blessings. May a household of Christ be a blessing in our community, in our city, in our nation, in this continent. One thing is sure, to live in 2021 is a frightening thing, but in the same breath, it's very exciting. It's exciting to be led by the Holy Spirit. Family, You were born for such a time as this. You were born for this moment. Turn to the person next to you and say, you were born for this moment. The church has been believing a lie that you can be a hero without a battle. There can be no victory without spiritual warfare. To be victorious in life takes a lot of courage willpower, a lot of effort and determination. It's one thing to receive the blessing. It's a completely different thing to maintain it. For us to walk by faith, the Bible teaches us that faith demands a free heart. Many people cannot exercise their faith. They cannot believe Because their heart has been damaged, locked up by offense and hurt and resentment. Remember, Israel, a type of the church, couldn't inherit the promised land, not because they did not receive the promise, but because of unbelief. You need a heart that can receive the promises. A heart that is free. Offense, bitterness, hatred, resentment. These are the order of the day. But yet we call ourselves Christians, but those that will see God are those with a pure heart. Matthew 5 verse 8. 
The good news is once you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you will find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. In this realm, God gives you the ability to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Even when people have wronged you, you can let go so that your heart can be free. Let me rephrase it for you in a different way. We are all weak when it comes to spiritual things. But full provision has been made for us in Jesus Christ. We are all weak when it comes to spiritual things. But full provision has been made for us in Jesus Christ. Jeremiah 29, 11, most of you will know the scripture. It says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, or the thoughts I think about you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Do you know what's the interesting thing about that scripture? Jeremiah wrote that and prophesied it in a time when Israel found themselves in exile. In bondage, when things were not going their way, the Lord declared over them His word, was not confessing the situation and the circumstances, but He declared the word of God over them. A.W. Tozer says, it might seem like everything is out of control, but behind the scenes, there's a God who has not surrendered his authority. Family, listen to me. It's not about man's majority, but God's authority. It's not about what people are saying, but what God has declared. God has always got a plan for you in your future. He's a tomorrow thinker, the good things that he has planned for you. Do you know what's the good news? Turn to the person next to you and say, the gospel is good news. Once you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, you have become part of the household of faith. Do you know what that means? It means you have a measure of faith. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. That measure of faith that you have, it's enough to move mountains. If you have a measure of faith, start to confess what you believe about Jesus. I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm delivered. Jesus is my deliverer. I'm redeemed. Jesus is my redeemer. I'm blessed. Jesus is my provider. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I'm walking with the Lord. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's hope. This small mustard seed faith is something that God has given every person even before they accept Him as Savior. Ephesians 2 verse 8 teaches us, we are saved by grace through faith. This is a gift from God. Colossians teaches us, Jesus Christ, the hope of glory on the inside of us. I want to ask you a question. And everything that you are facing and that you are going through, 
When you say, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Where did you get that faith to be saved? Where did you get that faith to be saved? By grace, we have been saved through faith. Jesus deposited that mustard seed faith on the inside. You can make a decision to allow that faith to grow. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, He disconnects you from your past and He links you to your good future. When you know that you are linked up with God, whatever you are facing, you have have courage on the inside. Remember, it's the same Spirit that made Jesus alive is the same Spirit that works on the inside of you to be born again. That's the first work of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Psalm 139. If you have the Passion Translation, you can follow with me. Otherwise, you can just follow on the overhead. Listen to what the psalmist is saying. 139 verse 5. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. What did Moses say? He says, I'm not going into the promised land unless your spirit goes before me. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you followed behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Disconnected you from your past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength brings me courage turn to the person next to you look them in the eyes and say to them Jesus understands you tell them again so he has understanding of you say pastor you don't know what I've done this week sometimes I don't understand myself the Bible says God made you you are fearfully and wonderfully made Recognizing that God understands you brings courage on the inside. Recognizing and knowing that He's gone before you into your future, that He holds your future in His hands, should give you courage in this time. Turn to the person that you say, there's hope. You know what's the thing about Jesus? Jesus declares over you who you are, who you are in Christ, what He has planned for you. He's never going to declare your situation. He's not going to come to you and say, oh, I see you having a tough time. I see you're really down. You're really miserable. The way things are going now, you're going to be a nobody and a nothing. He'll never do that. He's always thinking about your future, the good things that he has planned for you, so that he can declare it over you. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Judges. Judges chapter 6. Judges 6 verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. That's Jesus that appeared to him. And said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He didn't say to him, I see you going through a tough time. I see you think you're a nobody. You're the least. He didn't do that. He declared the truth over him. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? I like this. Gideon is saying, God, you say that you are with me. If you are with me, where are the miracles? Where is the signs that you are with me? We heard about what you've done for our forefathers, that you were with them, and there were signs, wonders, and miracles. Where are you? Family, let me just tell you one thing. If God has given you a promise, the biggest mistake that we make as people that even teach faith and believe a life by faith, we say, Lord has given me a promise, the promised land. Then we wait for the promised land to come to us. Whereas God says, go into the promised land and go and possess. As charismatics, we say, no, the Lord said he's going to do it. I'm waiting for him to bring it to me. Turn to the person next to you say, you have your part to play. Family, listen to me. The word became flesh, manifested, came to this earth, and we could see his glory. It wasn't just the word that he sent that you heard. He actually came and conquered here for us. Amen. Let me tell you something. In the book of Isaiah, I don't have too much time, but in the book of Isaiah, the prophet, the man of God, comes to the king and he says to the king, ask a sign of the Lord. He says, no, I will not ask a sign of the Lord. He says, whether you want to ask the sign or not, I'm going to give you the sign. A sign will be given, a virgin will give birth, and the name of that child will be Emmanuel. What does it mean? God is with us. When God is with you, expect a miracle. When you go read Mark chapter 16, what does he say? Verse 15, he says, go into the world. Go. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're going to have to go. What did the Lord say to Joshua? He says, everywhere you put your feet. What does that mean? It means you're going to go. You're going to have to put your feet there, then I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to bring the earth and place it under you now. You have your part to play. Mark said, Go into this world. His record of Jesus. He said, Jesus said, wherever you go, these signs will follow. Pray for the sick. Deliver them. When you walk upon something that's deadly, it will not harm you. These signs will follow you. What did Matthew do? What is his record of that? He says, go and make disciples. Teaching them. He didn't say these signs will follow. What did he say? He says, I'm with you always. I want to tell you this day, if you believe God is with you and you're going to take the courage to go, God's going to do a miracle in your life. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have your part to play. It's when Gideon arose, got up, that the miracle started to happen. 
Turn to the person next to you and say, you have your part to play. When you remember that you are part of the household of faith, you will not just say faith, declare faith, but you'll act faith. I want to encourage you. Jesus is praying for you right now, as he did for Peter, that your faith will not fail. Turn to the person next to you and say, your faith will not fail. Family, there's no way to be a perfect Christian. There's no such thing as a perfect Christian. But there's a million ways to be a good Christian, to show people a more excellent way, to be the one that will go and encourage, that will go and strengthen. Not just only courageous men, but courageous women. The Bible says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on my sons and my daughters, and they will prophesy. What people need to see today, what they declared about the disciples, is not that they went to Bible school, although I think it's good to do that. But they had perceived that they had been with Jesus. When you've been with Jesus, and His ability becomes your ability, you'll have courage in whatever situation you are facing. Go to Judges chapter 4. I like this story about Deborah. There are certain women, you, you just don't mess with them. Amen. Women of faith. Amen. Verse 2. So the Lord sold them into the land of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harishoth Hogayim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Israel cried out to the Lord. Israel, a type of the church. The church has been crying out to God, and I want to assure you that heaven is aware of our situation. Heaven is aware of our situation. Turn to the person next to you and say, heaven is aware of your situation. Tell them again, say, heaven is aware of your situation. For 80 years, the people experienced prosperity, and then for 20 years, harshly oppressed. The Bible teaches us they were afraid to go and work in the fields because they were going to be attacked. Trade routes were closed down. Sounds like they went through COVID, amen? People are scared to go to work because of an invisible enemy that's going to attack you and make you sick. International travel has been stopped. What is the enemy doing here? He is isolating Israel, a type of the church. When you are isolated, you don't have purpose. Isolation takes your purpose away. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, A man that isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. I need you like you need me. When you're isolated, you're not talking about your dream. You're not prophesying your dream. You need to go out and declare the Word of God wherever you go. You know what happened in those days when they found themselves in lockdown, isolated? No warriors. And you need spiritual warfare for victory.
You need a battle to be a hero. Judges 5 verse 7. I think the message translation says, the warriors became fat and sloppy. But it says, the borer rose up. She got up as a mother of Israel. It says, the warriors were scarce. They could not be found. But it was until this woman got the courage and she got up. She said, enough is enough. She gave instruction in righteousness to Barak to say, go. Has the Lord not given you instruction to go? Ladies, listen to me. Sometimes when you know your husband, your man has received an instruction in righteousness to go and he's not acting, it's not your time to criticize him, but to come around him and to be his shield, to be his protection, to encourage him. The book of Jeremiah says, I'm doing a new thing. A woman will encompass a man. A woman will encircle a warrior. You can sometimes come around him and just encourage him, strengthen him. Turn to the person next to you, say, courageous woman. Tell them again, say, courageous woman. We need some of them. It's oftentimes the mothers, the women praying. Even when you read the New Testament, Paul was, was gathering with the women praying. But the Bible says, I want men to lift up holy hands to pray. When you see men start praying, things are about to change. Women can come and say, you're the priest of this home. Pray, pray, pray. It's when leaders lead People will willingly offer themselves. Take the lead to pray. Take the lead to help. Take the lead to encourage. Take the lead to bless. Take the lead to strengthen. It's time for the church to start to prophesy. I thank God the Bible mentions here that Deborah wasn't just a mother. She was a prophetess. Anytime you take the word of God, the promises of God, and you start to declare them, you are prophesying and creating your future. The church is anointed to fill the gap. It's the reservoir of God's power. It's our responsibility. The bride to come forth so that we can strengthen each other. Ephesians 4, the thing that every true pastor wants to see, every member finding its rightful place. And the body edifying, building itself up in love. Every member finds its rightful place. Not a big toe trying to be a nose, or a foot trying to be a hand, or an ear trying to be a heart, or an eye trying to be a little toe. But every member finding its rightful place, using your strength to strengthen the body of Christ. Right now, where the church is under attack more than ever before, let's protect her. The local congregation where you are, that living church, do your part. Use your strength to strengthen the body. In this lockdown, the fact that your business has failed does not mean you're a failure. 
God still has good thoughts concerning you. The fact that you've had a disagreement with your best friend doesn't mean the relationship is over. The fact that you've had a fight with your wife doesn't mean the marriage is over. Young people, just because you didn't pass the exam doesn't mean your future is over. In God's mind, there's no such thing as failure. It was Peter's empty net, that disappointment, that God turned into an appointment. If you have a promise from heaven, start to declare it. Remember, you're part of the household of faith. You find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is on the inside of you than he that's in the world. That promise that you have, start to declare it. Start to prophesy. Turn to the person next to you, say to them, you're going to have to say it. Stop classifying yourself as a failure. Nothing's working out. As a Christian, you can still get up. It's a setup for breakthrough. It's an appointment that you have, that disappointment. God will turn it into an appointment. But what are you saying about it? It's a divine appointment. It was that appointment on the beach, that disappointment that turned Peter from an ordinary fisherman into a fisher of men. And God took him from where he was to where he wanted him to be. But he had to take courage to step out and do it. You've received the gift of courage. Faith claims the promises based upon the Word of God. Not claiming promises you want. Promises God has given you. Amen? I can tell you one thing. If God has given you a promise, you're going to need faith. The church is the reservoir of God's power. In a team, we are much stronger. In a team, we are more courageous. In a team, you always look better. That's why I want to encourage you to find a living church and get involved there. Proverbs 24, 16 teaches us, the lovers of God, though they stumble seven times, the new King James says, Though the righteous may fall seven times, he'll get up every time. Family, it's that righteousness that makes the difference. Though the righteous, incorruptible seed of Christ that's on the inside of you, though it's pushed down, though you stumble, that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give you courage to get up again. As a Christian... You're either getting up or you're up. I want you to see this picture in your mind. Jesus never sinned, but he became sin. Your sin, my sin, every person's sin of the past, every person's sin in the future, he became that sin. And when he was clothed with that sin, the Bible said 
God the Father looked away and Jesus said, My Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? Why is you, are your eyes not on me anymore? Because he was clothed with sin. And because he was clothed with sin, he went to hell. Place of sin, of judgment and condemnation. The Bible says he was in hell for three days. Clothed with your sin and my sin. Being judged by the accuser. But after three days, God the Father said, it is enough. He never sinned. He became sin. He became their sin. He never sinned. Sin cannot keep him in hell. Holy Spirit, go into hell. Disconnect him. Cleanse him from that and raise him from the dead. I want to tell you now, the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you is not scared of hell and all its demons. It's not scared of darkness. Where the Father commands him to go, he'll go. Be sanctified, cleansed, raised Jesus from the dead. And the Bible says the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you. That Spirit of courage to go into hell it's on the inside of you. You have courage. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have courage. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5 says, not that we are sufficient, not that we have courage, not that we are sufficient or our sufficiency comes from ourselves, that our courage is from ourselves, but it comes from God who's made us ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. Family, we can have courage because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of you. Can you see that you don't have another option but just to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, to help for Him to work in you, through you, with you, for you. When God is with you, whatever you touch will now be blessed. When God is with you and you've allowed His blood to speak for you and He's made you righteous, what does the Bible say? The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. When you cry out to God, He will hear you. When you say, help, He's going to help you. When you ask Him for courage, He's going to give you courage. Can you see why we have to look through the eyes of faith at our situation? To pray and say, Lord, let all doubt in my heart be turned into faith. Let all unbelief in my heart be turned into faith. And even when you feel like your faith is failing you, you know you have Jesus interceding and praying for you that your faith will not fail. What we have to do in our part, when he says, go, step out and go. Know that God is with you and that you can go in the power of the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, you can go with the full blessing of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that heaven backs you and supports you. Whatever giant you are facing, 
that spirit of courage on the inside will rise up and you'll see God will give you the victory because you find yourself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.